we bow our heads one more time and ask for the Lord to, to work in our hearts and minds and lives through the, through the work of His Word, through the work of His Spirit, in the, with the Word. Father in Heaven, I come before You thanking You for the privilege that it is to gather in Your name today and to come together with Your people who have this common bond in Jesus Christ. And Lord, we come together to worship You, to lift our voices in song as we have done, Lord, help us to remember that worship doesn't stop here. It just begins here and should carry on through the week with the way that we live for You. And so, Lord, to that end, I pray that Your Word would do a work in our hearts and minds, helping us to be shaped like Christ in the way that we speak and live and work and the deeds that we do, the things that we say. Lord, help us to glorify You. And use this time of study together today to prepare us for that work of obedience in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I read this week of a, a woman's experience with a representative of a company uh, that she had been doing business with. Um, it's very likely that all of us have done business with someone, right? We've all done business with someone. We've had to deal with their representatives, and sometimes that uh, that experience is not a good one. Right, we've all got those experiences under our belt that we've had to deal with people in representing a business who did not represent their business very well or the company that they worked for very well. This one, this situation was very different. This lady I read about had purchased a number of products from this company, and and she had done so for her mother. In the time that it took to order and have the items shipped, her mother became very ill, and and soon after passed away. And um, during the days after that, the funeral arrangements and things like that, um, it slipped this lady's mind that all these products were going unused and needed to be returned within a certain time frame. As you know, most companies have a policy. You can't turn, return things after a certain amount of time has passed. And the time passed, and she realized, but she was willing to call the company anyway. She called the company and dealt with a representative and told them the situation. Just to explain it, she ordered these things. Her mother had not had the chance to use them before she passed away. and She wanted to return them. She was even willing to pay the shipping back and, and hope that they would make an exception. They did make an exception. As a matter of fact, they, they made the exception, and they actually arranged for the delivery company to come to the lady's house and pick the items up, and they actually paid for the shipping themselves, the company did. Um, not only that, uh, the woman came home after being away the next day, and when she arrived home, the florist was leaving. And the florist had delivered a beautiful pot of flowers from this company. Uh, this representative had sent uh, something to encourage her and to to comfort her in her time of loss. Um, and I just, you know, I thought about that as an example of of how we represent Christ. And you know, you know, I wondered, you you think that a representative of a company like that um, is doing their job of representing their company well? I do. Um, certainly this woman did because the reason I found out about it was she was trying to tell as many people as possible about this company and saying, do business with them because they, they really care about people and they do well. And, and I couldn't help but think about the person who was responsible for dealing with this lady, uh, the person who got the ball rolling and making sure things were, were taken care of and, and company policy was broken and you know the shipping was paid and the flowers were sent and my, how well that company was represented by that individual. Um, you know what an emissary is 
You know what an emissary is? You know what a, um, an ambassador is? The same idea, I think. Um, by definition, an emissary is someone who is sent on a mission to represent the interests of someone else. You know, a good emissary or a good representative, a, a good agent, a good messenger, a good ambassador, all of those being very similar, I think. A good representative represents very well the interests of someone else. And for the believer, for the Christian, for the follower of Christ, who is that someone else that we represent? It's Christ, isn't it? We represent Christ. As Christians, we are by definition Christ followers. But as Christ followers, we also precede Him in a way. We, we, we are like His advanced team on earth. We are His agents. We are His emissaries. We're His representatives on earth to represent Christ and to do so very well. The life of every believer, believer in Jesus Christ ought to be all about making much of Christ and making Christ stand out in the minds of the people who are without Christ. That's the truth that we find as we arrive at Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 this morning. Would you turn there with me? Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. We find encapsulated in this scripture, I think, a timely reminder, a good reminder for us about what we're to be all about as Christ followers, as Christ representatives. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. I want you to look at it with me. Verse 17 says, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This one verse gives a very broad description of what the life of the follower of Christ ought to look like. The believer, as a representative of Christ, is to do everything, absolutely everything, in the name of Jesus, and to do it all for God's glory. Now, one of the primary ways of properly representing Christ is by our faithful giving of thanks. I would say that one of the ways that we properly represent Christ is by our faithfulness in being thanksgivers, people who are grateful and thankful for all the goodness that God has showed us. We've been given so much by Christ. We have so much to be thankful for. There ought to be no room in our lives for complaining, and yet we struggle with that, don't we? We ought to be characterized by our giving of thanks. And thankfulness in the life of a representative of Christ is critical because where it is lacking, we are not representing well Christ, are we? We are not representing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior when we are complaining and critical and and dissatisfied. But when we are thankful, we represent well Jesus Christ. The importance of the presence of this Christian grace, that is thankfulness, in the life of a believer is seen in the fact that Paul mentions thankfulness seven times in this short letter to the Colossian church. 
Colossians chapter 1, verse 3. You can turn back there with me if you want to. Colossians chapter 1, verse 3, where he says in the early part of this book, of this letter, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Thankfulness in prayer. You know, thankfulness in prayer ought to characterize our praying. Thankfulness as we pray ought to characterize us as believers. Verse 12 in Colossians chapter 1. Again, giving thanks to the Father. Thankfulness to God. Thankfulness to God the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. That's salvation that we ought to be thankful for. Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. Colossians 2, verse 7. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Thankfulness for the spiritual establishment, the establishment of our spiritual growth and spiritual life by the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can be rooted in Him and built up and established in the faith. We ought to be very grateful and thankful that even our faith is a gift from God. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, which we haven't studied yet, says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Oh, how closely tied together our praying and our thanksgiving ought to be. We ought to go to God in prayer and, and to do so with, with great thankfulness in our hearts to God. Our thankfulness ought to cause us to praise God as we pray. And to praise Him and to steadfastly to, to, to continue steadfastly and go to Him in prayer. We're going to see that Scripture in, in a few weeks, Lord willing. And then we also see it here in Colossians chapter 3. In the three verses that we've been looking at, the two in the last couple of weeks and the one today, let's go back to Colossians chapter 3 now. And I want you to see the, the theme of thankfulness here again in verses 15 through 17. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ, verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with, with thankfulness. Some of your translations say with grace. I think it's the same idea. Thankfulness. With thankfulness in your hearts to God. And, verse 17, where, we're, where we arrive today, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I want you to see that those who trust in Jesus Christ are representatives of Christ. Those who name the name of Christ are His representatives and as representatives or emissaries for Christ, we are to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, verse 15. And we are to let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, verse 16. And we are to do everything. And what part of anything does everything cover? <laughs> we are to do everything in the name of Christ, verse 17. And, and, and all of this is to be done with thankfulness. All of this should lead us and, and ought to result in our thanksgiving. 
all of this, this letting the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, this letting the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, this doing everything in the name of Christ ought to lead us to be thanksgivers of people who are deeply grateful and thankful and joyful. As we deal with the purpose of our thankfulness, I want you to know this, that we we are, as Christ's emissaries, as His representatives, responsible for the name of Christ on earth. You realize you're responsible for the name of Christ in your workplace, in your community, in your family? You're responsible for the name of Christ. You name the name of Christ. You call yourself a Christian, a follower of Christ. You're responsible for His name. Verse 17 covers, it covers every detail of, of the Christian's life. Verse 17, and whatever you do, is there anything that's not covered under that? And whatever you do, and just in case you think that there's not something, there's something that's not covered under that, he says, in word or deed, and then do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's one point to this message this morning. You are an emissary of Jesus Christ. You are a representative of Jesus Christ. I am a representative of Jesus Christ. This church represents Jesus Christ in this community. And as you leave this place, you you represent Jesus Christ in this world. As representatives of Christ... Did you know that there is no off-duty for the believer? Did you know that there's no off-duty? There's no clock punching for the believer. There's no time that you can clock out and say, well, you know, I don't represent Christ for the next 16 hours. I'm going to take it easy. I don't have to worry about representing Christ. I don't have to worry about being a testimony or a witness or you know, letting my life shine before men. And sometimes I think we do get into that mindset where it's like, you know, I'm going to punch out now. I'm going to clock out now. I don't need to, to represent Christ anymore. We don't, I don't think we think that, you know, we have that thought, but we kind of live that way sometimes, don't we? Sometimes I think that, that we think that we're off duty as Christians, but the truth is we are never off duty as Christians. We are never off-duty as representatives of Jesus Christ. We are never off-duty as His emissaries, as His front people, you know, who go out in advance of His name and share the love of Jesus Christ with people. We're never off-duty. And there's this this thought, I think, that we have, the way we live sometimes, I think, and I've struggled with this before, And I can look back, especially in particular times of my life when I lived like this, where I thought, you know, I could just clock out as a believer. And I didn't, I really didn't represent Christ. You know, I I, I could thought, I can go into the community and I can be a certain way and I can treat people a certain way and I can look at people a certain way and I can speak to them a certain way. and, And it's okay that I do things that are inappropriate because I'm not a representative of Christ right now. And it's just not true. We cannot, we cannot think that way. We cannot live that way. And sometimes we think, well, there's no concern for you. Know, there's no reason for me to be concerned about bringing God glory with my life because I'm off duty right now. 
We're never off duty. There is no separation between our spiritual life and our secular life. All right? And God's people need to remember that and live like they believe that. But there's no separation between spiritual and secular for the follower of Christ. The two should be one. And we ought to be concerned with our whole life and whether our whole life brings glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20 is very similar to our passage here in Colossians 3.17. And it says this, Giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, as representatives of, of Christ, we are to be thankful because where thankfulness is lacking in the life of a believer, so is the glory of the name of Christ. You see, where we lack thankfulness, we detract and we subtract from the name of Christ. And where we fail to be a thankful people, we take something from the name of Christ. And it's not a positive. That's a negative thing. It detracts from the name of Christ in this world. It's like the Father who wants His children to carry on in an honorable way you know, in the world in which we live so that, so that the family name won't be shamed. Warren Wearsby points out that every parent tries to teach his children to honor the family name. In just a few minutes, a person can disgrace a name. In just a few moments, right? A person can disgrace a name that it has taken his ancestors years to build. For example, he says the Hebrew name Judah is a respected name. It means praise. The New Testament equivalent is Judas. And who would name his son Judas? That's a good example, isn't it? How do you carry the name of Christ? How do you carry the name of Christ with your life, with the way that you live, with the way that you speak, with the way that you do everything, in word or deed? You see, verse 17 encompasses our whole life and how we live that life for Christ. So, just in case I haven't made it clear yet, whatever your words are, that is your service for Christ. Whatever words you speak, whatever words you share with people, whatever it is you say, that is your service for Christ. You are representing Christ with your words. And if they cannot be said with thankfulness to God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ, for His glory, if they can't be said for His glory, don't say them. That's hard, isn't it? We sometimes just start talking. And we don't think about our words actually adding to or detracting from God's glory. But we need to start thinking that way, don't we? And I, I like to say we a lot because it takes the pressure off me. <laughs> but I need to work on this. And, and we need to come to God's Word and say, yes, this is for me. And you're right, Lord. I, I need to work on my words. And in case you haven't gotten it yet, whatever your deeds are, whatever you do, and that includes where you go, and I think the things you look at, and the things that you touch, and the things that you walk toward and, and do, the things that you pursue, whether it's your work or your leisure, or whether it's you know recreation, whether it's spending time with people, 
whether it's spending time with your family, whatever your deeds are, those are your service to Christ. You are representing Christ with your deeds. And if they cannot be done with thankfulness to God the Father through Christ, don't do them. Sounds so easy, doesn't it? We were laughing, the kids and I, were. we came across this little video on the internet. It was a, a kind of a joke about somebody getting advice about dropping their bad habits. And the guy said, it doesn't take long for me to give you this advice. I'll just give you two words. And, you know, these two words will suffice. And the lady says, I, I, I'll write it down. And he says, you, you probably don't need to write it down. It's pretty easy to remember. Just stop, you know. Just don't was it was the idea. Just stop. Just stop. And it sounds so easy to say, if you know, if if I'm thinking of saying something that's not glorifying, just don't. You know, if I'm thinking about doing something that's not glorifying to God, just don't do it. It sounds easy, doesn't it? But oh, how we need to trust in the work of the Holy Spirit in us to help us be strong when we would like to just blurt out words that are not glorifying to God because it's just the way we feel. Or we would like to do things that are not glorifying to God because we think that they'll make us feel better. Oh, how we need the help of the Holy Spirit, don't we? Oh, how we need to depend on Him and pray and ask for His wisdom and guidance and strength. 1 Corinthians 10.31 is very much like our passage here in that it helps helps us kind of step back to the most basic of things in life to make the point that that for the believer, all of life is to be lived for God's glory. Every area of our lives is for God's glory. Whether we think it's seen by men or not, seen or unseen, every area of our lives is to be lived for God's glory. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So, whether you eat or drink... doesn't get a whole lot more basic than that. So, whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do it all. Say it all. Think it all. Walk in a way that glorifies God. Speak in a way that glorifies God. That is your service to Christ. You are representing Jesus Christ to the world in which you live. Whatever it is you're doing, Glorify God in it. Seek to glorify Him. Seek to make much of the name of Christ. And and you glorify God by getting to know His Word so you know how to live, so you know how to glorify Him. And again, as I said, asking for the Holy Spirit's wisdom and strength. Do it all. Say it all for the glory of the name of Jesus Christ. And give thanks in all things, lest your service, lest your words which are service to God, or your deeds, which is service to God, is meaningless. You see, without thanksgiving, without thankfulness, without the right attitude, our words and our actions, they're meaningless. Don't ever forget that you are an emissary of Christ. Don't ever forget that as followers of Jesus Christ, you are His ambassadors to this world. J.I. Packer notes that Paul considered himself Christ's ambassador 
What is an ambassador? He is an authorized representative of a sovereign. He speaks not in his own name, but on behalf of the ruler whose deputy he is. And his whole duty and responsibility is to interpret that ruler's mind faithfully to those to whom he is sent. And we have this reminder from Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You realize that you are not your own? You know, there's something about the word surrender that means you give up yourself when you surrender to Jesus Christ. When you believe in Jesus Christ, when you confess your sin, and as a sinner, repent of that sin, asking for the forgiveness that only Christ can give, and believe in the finished work on the cross, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the power of Christ to save you from your sin, when you do that, you surrender your life to Him. You should realize that you need to allow Him to be your Lord. Not just your Savior, but your Lord, that you surrender to Him. And when you do that, you're not your own anymore. You're His now. And we are His agents. We are the agents of Christ on earth. And we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. And we must ask ourselves, what does my life say about Christ? Does it make much of Him in the eyes of the watching world? How does your life interpret the mind of Christ to people in the world without Christ? How does your life explain Jesus to people? Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.20, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. And here's the appeal. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You see, as emissaries for Christ, He makes His appeal through us. And whether or not that appeal is good-looking, whether that appeal has much power in us has much to do with whether we glorify God with our speech and our actions. And closely related to that is whether or not we're a thankful people. Oh, how our testimony for Christ can be wiped away in just a few words of thankless speech. Oh, how our, our witness for Christ and our representation of Christ be destroyed or at least badly harmed with just a few moments of deeds that are unbecoming a believer of Jesus Christ. And oh, how we need to turn to Jesus Christ and ask for His strength and His wisdom and His help to be the people that are so pleasing to Him in this world that as we represent Him, we make Him look good. So that as we tell others about the life-saving hope that's found in Jesus Christ, they'll believe it because they see it's real in us. Because we're ambassadors for Christ. Christ making His appeal through us. 
Let's pray this morning, asking for God's help in the week ahead to be His ambassadors, His emissaries. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we come before You this morning and we ask that You would help us to be a people who are faithful thanksgivers because we have so much to give thanks for. Thankful, thankful that You sought us out and chose us as Your own. Thankful that You gave Your Son, Jesus Christ, to be sacrificed for our sins so that we would not have to suffer the punishment for our sin. Thankful that You've given us faith to trust in You, to trust in Christ's saving power to redeem us from hell. Thankful for what You do in us for what You've done in us by giving us Your Holy Spirit, Lord, help us to be thankful for the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, with us, going with us into this world in which we live, going with us into our day of work, going with us into our difficulties and our challenges. Lord, help us to have faith in You. Lord, help us to trust in You. Help us to be obedient followers of Jesus Christ and help us to represent the name of Jesus Christ well. Because we are ambassadors for Christ. And we are so privileged that You, Lord, would make Your appeal through us. Oh Lord, may our lives implore people to come to Christ and be reconciled to God. And so Lord, I pray that whatever we do, whether in word or deed, that we would do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and that we would do all of those things giving thanks to God the Father through Him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.